Have you ever wondered what makes Eagle Theater possible? It's you. In a world of Netflix, Amazon Prime, and YouTube, it's your loyalty to Eagle Theater that makes first-run movies here a thing. And we want to say thank you with the annual popcorn bucket. Buy the annual bucket and you're set to say. When you buy the bucket, we'll fill it for free. And each time you come back for another visit, we'll fill it for just $3.50. Buy the bucket, support the Eagle Theater, and say... This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod host, Guilty Wilson. Nerd Up! Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. I'm Guilty Wilson, along with... Tony Collins, a.k.a. Captain Radio. And uh, he earned that rank the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I gave it to myself. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah, you know, I figured if it was good enough, what, I've got the liner that stole the line from Big Bang Theory that uh-huh. says, if it's good enough for Kirk, Crunch, and Kangaroo, is good enough for me. <laughs> Well, I thought it was a battlefield, uh, you know. Yeah, well, thing, you it know? was. It was a battlefield promotion that I gave to myself. Oh, I understand now. Well, I know, and I, you know, private radio humming. just doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> private radio sounds like a along the lines of pirate radio. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, we're doing a weird nerd up thing today. We, we have nothing in particular. Normally, we plan these. Yeah. Well, sort of. So, well, okay, you're right. <laughs> We sometimes we'll get a guest. Yeah, How about I just that? <laughs> uh, I couldn't wait to talk about the uh, new season of Picard. Uh, it just launched on yep. Paramount Plus, and 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 we there's so many times that we come in and we Tony and I work together. Uh, however, he's morning, I'm afternoon, and we have like a, a an hour that we cross paths, and we spend that hour just yakking nerdy stuff. And there's many times why well, didn't record. And so today Tony said that, you know, we could do that. And then I'm like, all right, step up to the mic. Let's right, do it. Let's step up to the <laughs> mic and let's start talking. But the first thing we got to promote something first and then we'll we'll talk some nerdy things for a little while. But uh, this weekend, this Saturday, uh, the 25th of February, for those of you that listen to an old podcast, I've, I've done that. I go back and listen to Wayne Oh, yeah, podcast. for sure. But uh, the 25th of February in the year 2023. And the year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> the year of our Ford. Oh, that's a hint is what we're doing. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, we're doing a, a, a live at the Fife uh, podcast show. It's not going to be broadcast on the radio like some of our shows were, in which we uh, do old old time radio scripts because, first of all, they're free. Right. <laughs> you know, they're in the right. public domain and we can do them for free. <laughs> and this is, you know, uh, these these at the Fife shows have become a real kind of passion project for mm-hmm. both of us. Mm-hmm. Um because the Fife Opera House in Palestine, such a gorgeous building yes. that I don't think people are necessarily aware of. And part of the issue is that the true beauty of the Fife is upstairs. upstairs so yeah. when you're on street level in Main Street in Palestine, which has a population of about 50 people, <laughs> you know, you, you don't see the theater. But if you yeah, stop yeah. and you go upstairs, it is an absolutely oh. gorgeous early 1900s yeah, was, theater. Yep, it was, and, and it's been... It's one of those turn of the uh, uh, 20th century theater that uh, it was. I mean, they had horses on stage there. I mean, that's how, what kind of a shows they used to do. Right. And uh, and now it's there and it's just not being used. And so we're using it for uh, shows and this and we do these radio broadcasts in which we don't do like a regular 
theatrical stage production. We just it's voice act like old time radio, basically. Right. And uh, this time around, we're doing two shows. One of them is called The Strange Dr. Weird Voice of Death. And then the other one is A Brave New World. And yes, Aldous Huxley, the uh, the author that wrote Brave New World. There's a radio version. They tried to make it so that people could read the book on the radio. Yeah. And so well, and, we're doing that one as well. And and it's a, it's been exciting for me because we uh, we decided we were going to do Brave New World. And then mm-hmm. uh, you and one of our other uh, actresses doing the show with us, Laurel Preston, said, oh, have you watched the Peacock series, Brave New World? You got to watch it. So then I binged watched over the course of, a week, uh-huh. the Peacock series, and, and it was pretty spectacular. Um, and so it, it's uh, it's tickled all of my nerddom. Yeah, and it's a very nerdy thing. It's very sci-fi. It's very, and, and at the same time, it's kind of a, what they call it, negative utopia. Not yeah. a dystopia, a negative utopia. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's again, hits all those sci-fi well, nerves. And, and, and I hate to admit this, but when you're as basically uh, uneducated and illiterate as I tend to be, <laughs> I don't read for fun. I've never been one of those guys that absolutely loved deep diving into books. Mm-hmm. So I had not heard of Brave New World until oh. we did the show. Oh. And then I watched the Peacock series. And again, it's much like watching Dune. Yeah. When you realize every friggin' thing <laughs> I love is in some way inspired by or stolen from uh-huh. these classic sci-fi properties yeah. and brave new world is another one i keep drawing uh, parallels between it and the uh sylvester stallone wesley snipes uh movie demolition man which i need to watch that again from the 80s right down to the fact that uh one of the characters names is lenina huxley lenina huxley directly <laughs> yeah. ripped from the the lenina being the character and huxley being the author yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know you couldn't get much more direct direct rip yeah so well, one of the things when we're doing while we're doing these shows uh, again this Feb- this Saturday, February twenty fifth, twenty twenty three, we're doing these shows. Uh, what we're also going to do is the podcast after one of those shows will be on the podcast as a radio drama or as an audio drama, I guess is now the correct term to say. And then the following podcast will be the other show. So we're going to have not only material for the podcast, but we're going to have some fun doing it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and these are, it's a. You know, as a guy who loves radio and and does the normal, you know, <laughs> top forty DJ kind of radio stuff, this yeah. is a callback to yeah. what radio dramas of the day used to be. Yep, yep. And and so it's it's fun to be in on kind of the behind the scenes of yeah. that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and that's that's one of the things when I started out in radio. That's one I always wanted to do because uh, I used to stay up as a little kid at night. And there's a there's a station out of uh, Tennessee. I think it's out of Memphis. Uh, uh, but, uh, I'd stay up at a, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That station was one of those, uh, clear channel stations where they would raise their power to like 50,000 Watts, cover the entire United States. My brother and I would stay up late at night, Friday and Saturday nights, and they'd have audio dramas like horror, mystery, you know, things like that. And we'd be listening to things and just be scared to death. It's kind of like the Bill Cosby old thing where, you know, he'd lit, stay up all night and spread jello on the floor to keep the chicken heart from coming after him. Uh, but it, almost, we didn't have jello. Uh, but anyway, and I was fascinating. And when I went to uh, college, uh, a friend of mine and I, we did several radio dramas. And I'm like, I love these things. And I just think they need to still be happening. And now a podcast, why not? Right. And, and yes. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. It's been fun to 
uh, go through it, gather up some of the sound effects yeah. for, uh, you know, <laughs> one of the shows we did recently, we uh, we had the opportunity to have a live onstage Foley artist. Yeah, that was great. And that was very cool, too. And, and she did such a phenomenal job of doing a lot of the, there were still a few of the effects that we kind of had to pull from yeah. audio files. But for the most part, you know, she was making all of the, the shower noises and yep. the throwing the body on the floor and so it was it was a ton of fun so. yeah and this time around i mean it was kind of hard i mean tony just did not want to drop a baby and electrocute a baby that's, I couldn't a, that's do a required it. I couldn't, sound effect you know as a recent as a relatively new grandfather i could not <laughs> torture my granddaughter for the sake of a of a radio of it's an for, audio drama it's for the art tony for yeah. the art <laughs> so because yeah. so these had to be practiced or recorded effects yeah anybody who's familiar with brave new world you, you probably have some clue as to what we're talking about when it comes to the conditioning <laughs> of children yeah. to you know fear uh, flowers books. and books yeah. and so that you're, you're essentially as an infant uh conditioned to stay in your lane yeah <laughs> and, and be happy with the lot you've been given in life and electricity is involved. And electricity is involved. It is. It is. <laughs> it was disturbing to go through the sound effects library and go, well, I don't think that baby's screaming in quite enough pain and agony. <laughs> I, I need, need to find something a little more harsh. So, yeah. So there you go. Uh, uh, Nerd Up po Podcast fans, uh, be on the lookout because coming up and we're doing these like every other month. So at least. Uh, well, at least every other month you'll have two different shows so right. again and that is this is going to help us make a more regular podcast too by the way yeah well <laughs> and and ultimately we're looking to do this as a fundraising effort for again the fife opera house right. and the palestine preservation project society that oversees the five you know they're a not-for-profit organization and so we're trying to do what we can yeah. to to uh help raise money this one is a free will donation uh, mm -hmm. show Several of them are going to be free will donation shows. However, we have plans for ones yes. in October and December yes. that are going to be a Halloween and Christmas show. Those will be uh, ticketed shows, yeah. and, and those are going to be a lot of fun. Not We're not you know tipping our hand too awful much on what those are going to be, but uh, this is going to be seasonally appropriate. Yeah, there you go. The Halloween one will be all about uh, uh, bunnies and uh, little cute babies. Yeah, it's right. We just maybe. won't electrocute them and shock them. <laughs> well, maybe it's Halloween. Maybe. Uh, no, actually, we got some great plans for the Halloween. But then uh, those, if you uh, go to the Nerd Up Podcast Facebook page, uh, we'll keep you posted on what's coming up. I keep I posted there every time what we're doing a show. In fact, right. more times, and a lot of people tell me to stop. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. But uh, anyway, so well, let's okay. So that's coming up, and we're gonna you're gonna see that on the podcast. You're gonna have some fun with that, uh, hopefully, because we're gonna have some fun recording it, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, this time around. But now let's talk nerdy stuff. Well, right. that's nerdy. But yeah, I was gonna say that nerdy. was pretty nerdy because again, if you haven't watched, if you have uh, Peacock, the Peacock streaming app, mm -hmm. uh, it is definitely worth it to go watch Brave New World. Plus, there's a lot of boobies. It, there is a <laughs> tremendous amount of pseudo softcore porn right yeah <laughs> you know for a for a peacock series but it uh and there are enough there are several differences between the adaptation that they did for peacock and yeah. the novelization you know the the actual novel yeah um, there are some differences but the overall theme and structure and tone is very much there yeah. and it's one of those that 
starts to ask certain philosophical questions. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, uh, a movie that I think was, at the very least, its philosophy, very much uh, inspired by Brave New World, was The Matrix. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd you know, agree. It, it, it asks the same type of questions. Are you better off being told you're free and happy, even though you actually aren't? Mm-hmm. Or are you better off being free and maybe being unhappy and yeah, and making your own happiness on yeah. occasion, which what most is, of the time you're going to be miserable though. <laughs> yeah. So what's the, you know, is it better to well, live in the matrix and just be happy mm. or is it better to not live in the matrix and have to struggle? Yeah. And everybody that's watched the matrix knows that that experiment failed. That's why they had to make some misery in the matrix. As, so, absolutely. So yeah, yeah we and as, that's what this show. Yeah. We as human beings tend to thrive on our misery. We define ourselves by the challenges we've overcome in life. Yeah, just and just so. find the Robinson Insider on Facebook and you'll see all the misery in this county. <laughs> all of the challenges people are trying to overcome. Yeah, so and again, Robinson Insider on Facebook, trust me, you will be entertained. It's, Bring it's, your popcorn. It's an entertaining read. So, well, I tell you what, uh, one of the new things that came out just now is the new season and final season of Picard. And just the first episode, I was like I was in tears. I was just laugh or enjoying things, having some fun because there's some good jokes there. Uh, there was just like all the Star Trek feels that you could ever have as a fan. Well, and we've talked before. I have waxed poetic and nostalgic about Star Trek. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone who knows me or has listened to the podcast in the past. I'm a Trekkie. I, I've <laughs> never, I've never cosplayed, and I don't go to the Trek conventions. <laughs> but I will deep dive on Star Trek all day long, mm-hmm. heated debates with family and friends as to whether Star Trek or Star Wars is better. Right. I, I'll fight you on it. <laughs> uh, in fact, I have the uh, the Star Trek Starfleet uh, Command emblem tattooed yep. on my forearm. Yep. Yep. With, uh, it's Cap- permanent, Tony. With Captain Insignia <laughs> yeah. uh, on my arm. It's, so yep. big fan. But particularly next generation. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a, even, and only recently did you become, uh, looking back on the old school Star well, Trek because of uh, Strange, uh, Strange New, New World. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it. I mean, I, you know, I grew up obviously watching in syndication the yeah. the Kirk and Spock oh, yeah. uh, Star Trek, but it was never my, my uh, go-to, my bread and butter, so to speak. Right. Um, but Next Generation was the one that I grew up with watching. Mm-hmm. Um Unfortunately, it was kind of a challenge to find it sometimes, because (laughs) especially later on in its run, it got shuffled around and moved to different times and days of the week. And And even then, they had different uh, networks it was on, because it was like the the networks would change name. Yeah, well, yeah, it was UPN for a while, (laughs) and then UPN became WB or CW. Now it's CW. It was WB (laughs) Network first. Uh, Yeah, it's just been a lot. It's been all over the place. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, Picard obviously lives in that TNG mm-hmm. uh, timeline, that TNG universe with Jean-Luc Picard, who when anybody asks who my captain is from Star Trek, it's Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc was my captain, mm-hmm. you know. Just surprised you didn't say Ben Sisko, but all right. <laughs> well, that's I know there are people who <laughs> live and die by Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I know there are people who uh, Catherine Janeway is their, oh, yeah, yeah. Is their captain, um, you know, girl power. Fully support it. Love. And I love, I've binged watched all of Voyager. I've binged watched yeah. all of Next Generation. Not so much with Deep Space Nine. I never really, yeah. uh, because Deep Space Nine was 
not so much space exploration. It was they were just there. They were just on the, yeah, the, on never, the space yeah. station. So. That, that's exactly my uh, complaint. If you're, if there was a complaint about it, it was like they didn't go anywhere. They yeah. all came to them. Yeah, and it's like that was kind of boring. But uh, and again, that was another one that suffered from the shuffling of channels and times. Oh, yeah, and uh, never really went anywhere. But well, and then this uh, Picard. They're bringing, I mean, first couple seasons, you had some little surprise visits from um, Jonathan Frakes directed yeah, Jonathan, a few. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes directed a few. And, and you had some of the was, surprise appearances. He and, I uh, can't think of the actress's name that plays Deanna Troy. Marina Sirtis. Yeah, she was in it <laughs> with Jonathan Frakes. They're yep. married. And so it was wonderful to see those. Obviously, the first uh, the first season dealt with Data. So Brent Spiner was in it and mm-hmm. his daughter from some of the TNG series, mm-hmm. uh, you know, w- was in it. And so, yeah, every season. And then the second season had Q. Yeah, that's which right. Which was fucking awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very, very excited about the third season of Picard So here. far, everybody's showing up, I think. Yeah, no, it, it's absolutely going to be a reunion of the Next Generation crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Worf is looking... Uh, Gray haired and badass as always. Right, yeah. and, you know. I think it looks even more badass with the gray goatee. Yeah, I think and so. There's yeah. something sort of old samurai yeah. about him, you <laughs> know, which I, I, I love. Well, one of the things also on the on the next generation is like, okay, they got a mission, and like every single Star Trek movie, episode, anything, they have to break a little bit of uh not quite prime directive, but you know, a few Starfleet laws have yeah. to be broken to do this. And so here they have to steal a ship. And uh, I love the fact they get on the ship and there's, they, they introduce themselves in the crew. They're, you know, they're like, nobody knows what they're doing there yet. Right. It's just a, a captain and an admiral from Starfleet coming for a inspection, uh, inspection of some kind. Yeah. And then there's this one uh, crew member. She's just smiling huge, just staring at them, smiling. And I'm like, this is kind of interesting. And then uh, someone goes, is, uh, or Picard, he goes, he goes, is she okay? He goes, yeah, that's, and they say, uh, yeah, that's Ensign LaForge. Ensign LaForge. And, and you're like, oh, Jordy's daughter. And then you come to find out that the actress is actually LeVar Burton's daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is just everything yeah. you want. Yeah, all of the all of the Star Trek-y feels. Yeah. So I can't I can't wait. The first episode was great. Love Picard. Love uh, the first episode. Can't wait for this, the rest of the season. This is one of those that it bugs me that I have to act like an adult. <laughs> And what? just watch one episode that, a week. Uh, I know that's, that's dirty bastards. I blame it on middle ages here. <laughs> I blame it on Netflix. I know Netflix ruined us all where right. they just drop a whole series and then you binge watch it over the course of a weekend. You know, you, you don't tell anybody that you spent nine or 10 hours on the couch <laughs> on a Saturday. Yeah. You barely ate. You didn't shower. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. And, and it, with Netflix, uh, you know, you get that. Are you still watching thing on my Netflix? It says, "Do you need pride up from that couch?" <laughs> so, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's you a know good thing. you've been binging too long when Netflix goes, "Hey, are you still watching this?" <laughs> oh, yes, I am, and shut the hell up. <laughs> Do we need to alert the police? The only thing worse is when my smartwatch tells me to get up and move around. <laughs> you haven't moved around. You haven't moved in twelve hours. <laughs> Shh, watch a Star Trek. That's usually where I just take the watch off and lay it on the counter. <laughs> I strap mine to a dog. There you <laughs> Let go. Let him go running. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, and I think that just from the beginning, the first episode, that this is going to be a killer season, and you know they're going to they want to go out with a bang because right. it is the final. Yeah. And and Patrick Stewart, great as he is, I mean he's not going to be around forever. No. So you got to end it somehow. I love Patrick Stewart, but you know he has finally 
beginning to look his age. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's one of the things my son, who is 20 now, uh, I have he's been in the room when I've been watching Next Generation, and thus he became a big Next Generation fan. Okay. And he always got a kick out of it that <clears throat> in Next Generation, through the X-Men movies, <laughs> Patrick Stewart always friggin' looked the same age. He's one of those guys that either always looks young or has just always looked old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure which. <laughs> like in between, yeah, yeah. Not even you can't even say middle aged either because no, because you know, and I'm sure it's the the balding gray hair yeah. is what it is that makes him look sort of. You can't pinpoint exactly how old he is. He could be forty or he could be seventy. You're just <laughs> not sure. And now you're because uh, I've gone back and because he was in he was in the eighties Dune right yes yep and he had he had hair in that no 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 he didn't have hair not, in that well. No, not very much. No. Okay. He, he was, yeah. Because when he came on to Star Trek, he, he looked about the same. To okay. Me, so, yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember for sure. I know I have seen him or seen pictures of him with a full head of hair, and it's weirdly off putting. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like seeing Vin Diesel with hair or yeah. now seeing Dwayne Johnson with hair. Yeah. You go, <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> <What the> hell? <laughs> you look, wait, what? Yeah. What is that on your head? Yeah. And, and, and I think. Again, that the, they're wanting to go out with a bang, and I think they're going to do it because just the first episode, yeah, it's and and, well, it's, and then of course the teaser at the end this season on Picard, and then you're like, oh, yeah, they they set up some fun stuff, yeah, and, you know, again, it looks like it's going to be a, a season full of callbacks to the original series, callbacks to TNG. There's going to be some time travely shenanigans, I have no doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's Star <laughs> I hope, Trek. I hope. <laughs> Star Trek always has time travel stuff. They'll, well, they got, uh, since Data is no longer a thing, they can no longer bring Data back because right. he's gone. But Brent Spiner's still there playing Data's uh, evil twin brother. Lore. And I'm, yeah. when I saw that, I'm like, wait, how they do? And then they explained it was lore, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be I guess good. technically, aren't they they're triplets? Yeah, there is another one. Because there's B4. There's lore and there's data. Oh yeah. Before was the original iteration of Noonien Sung's work. That was in. Uh, and then uh, wow. lore was a follow up. <laughs> yeah. And lore had an emotion chip, which caused him to be kind of a, a skeevy douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> and then Noonien Sung created data without the emotion chip. Mm-hmm. And then you, you get yeah, data just I, to be a real boy. I told you I could uh, deep dive on this crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. You know, my, my, I'll start these conversations with my wife and just slowly watch her face glaze over. <laughs> uh, I can tell she is elsewhere thinking about so Dwayne Johnson. It doesn't but, stop with her eyes and just whole face. glaze. Yeah, no, okay, the whole face just, you know, you can see all of the life drain out of her as I'm waxing poetically about Star Trek. And then after a while, about half an hour, she goes, "I'm sorry, what'd you say?" Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, I know, I know, I, know I get thing. a lot of the, I get a lot of the, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Well, see, well, she no clue what I'm saying. But. Right, right. Well, see, that's the thing. Whenever uh, uh, my ex-wife was uh, would always talk about someone at work, she'd I'd always go, "Yeah, mm-hmm." And then my go-to's were, "Yes, oh no," or "Oh that bitch." Well, when once my wife <laughs> says to me. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, that bitch. I'm like, what? I'm not even talking about a woman. Yeah, you- <laughs> wait a minute. That's not cool. So, yeah, I get the same. I get the same when I try to talk nerdy, but uh, that's why we have a podcast. Yeah. So, all right, so definitely, uh, it's, a, it's a definite plus. Anybody that likes Star Trek in the littlest bit needs to watch this final well, season. Well, and, you know, um, when Paramount announced that they were doing 
uh, Star Trek Discovery. Mm -hmm. I was excited because it's another Star Trek franchise. Mm -hmm. It was a miss for the first two, three, four seasons. (laughs) I watched them all because, again, it's Star Trek, so I'm there for it. And I enjoyed them for what they were, but didn't really feel as though they felt like the greater Star Trek universe. So Discovery has always been, I watch it and I enjoy it for what it is, but it's never felt like Star Trek canon to me. Yeah. Uh, Then Paramount did uh, Strange New Worlds, which is about the Christopher Pike uh, period on the Enterprise. And that one has just been fucking awesome. (laughs) That one Loved the first season of it. And it completely and wholly felt like Gene Roddenberry Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, it was so good. And and I have thoroughly enjoyed what they've done with uh, the seasons of Picard because it feels very much like, as it should, a continuation of the next generation. Is there any? Do you have you heard any? Uh, when uh, Strange New Worlds is going to be starting up again? I don't. I know. Oh, I know the yeah. second. I th- at least the second season is filmed wrapping. I think it's in post production, okay. and I suspect that because I think this is what they they've done in the past is we'll we'll get the nine season or nine episode run of Picard, then probably a new season of Discovery for nine weeks or whatever, uh, followed by a new season of strange new world. They treat, they typically try to stagger it. Right. So they're not just, you know, blowing star Trek all over our face, neck and chest, which they can, if they want, they can, if they want, <laughs> I'm here for it. I would. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. I will volunteer for that. Oh, so. I mean, I, you know, I absolutely love the, uh, the Nickelodeon, uh, oh, yeah, star yeah. Trek prodigy series I'm, I'm having a hard time and maybe it's <laughs> freaking awesome i don't know why but uh, maybe push, because of juvenile, push past, i don't know push past the art style yeah, yeah that was the that's thing that exactly that was it. the thing that bugged me because it felt so much like the uh the animation style for like star wars clone wars and stuff like that so visually it feels almost star wars ish oh uh, yeah yeah in fact there's a couple of times in the first episode where i'm like this is more star wars than star yeah. trek yeah but it gets very star trek and they start okay. pulling in other characters and <sighs> they make it another it, chance it makes me happy because uh they pull in like single episode bit characters from next generation get pulled into star trek prodigy you know oh, and, okay. and and that makes me laugh and they reference the original series uh, Star Trek Prodigy, they end up crash landing on a planet that, or the landing on a planet that a Kirk era shuttlecraft crash landed on. Oh, neat. And so they begin worshiping the Kirk era technology and characters as deity. Uh, and they re- rename okay. themselves after Cork and Spork. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Kirk era, but slightly foobard because it, got lost in translation yeah it's been a few so, hundred years so. yeah it, it was it was a lot of fun i might have to give that one a second chance yeah. i guess pretty much if there's a star trek property out there i've at least watched a little bit of it if not all Did of you ever it. watch the 70s animation yes and what do you think of that i you know again i love it because it's star trek it is what it, it is what it is mm-hmm. you know yeah well here's what i think i love the uh 70s star trek animation for one reason the writing the yeah. writing is just like they continued Star Trek. Animation-wise, they really... It's 70s animation. It's, mean, yeah. You know. It is... What's the name of that company? Uh, not Funimation. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the co- company but that, does the, that did those cartoons, but it's very still photo. You know, it's like nobody's moving. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. But, you know, if you go back and you watch any of the animation, that was kind of the, that was kind of the art then. style. 
Yep. You know, I go back and watch some of the old episodes of G.I. Joe. Yeah. And Transformers. Yeah, yeah. And it was similarly, you know, I think we've gotten, um, we've gotten spoiled yeah. by the fact that they no longer have to hand animate every effing cell yeah. when they're doing animation, where back then you had to hand animate and hand paint yeah. every cell. That's, and so you, you don't get quite as smooth a motion as you do now. So it sounds like basically back then they hired people like me who like, ah, I don't want to draw this over. Oh, well, just take a picture of it a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll work. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, are you watching Last of Us? I'm oh, wait, not, no, you got rid of I, Yeah, HBO I currently Max. don't have HBO Max. However, Last of Us is making me reconsider <laughs> getting, you know, that's it's one you. of the things I think all of us who are cord cutters, who have yeah. abandoned traditional cable, mm -hmm. um, did it for the same reason. You know, my monthly Dish Network bill got to be $180 a month. Right. I'm going, screw it. Let's get rid of this. If I can just subscribe to, at the time, you know, Netflix was $9.99 a month. Yeah. <laughs> Paramount Plus was $9.99 a month. $10 a month was kind of the going rate yeah, yeah. for a lot of the streaming apps. And there was a time where it was pretty much Apple TV, Netflix, Hulu, and Hulu. Yeah. And those were like the three big dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. everybody and their brother has a streaming app. The HBO Max has one. And Paramount Plus has one. And Peacock, Peacock has yep. one. Um, actually, you know, the only one of the like big three networks that doesn't have their own streaming app is ABC, right? Yeah, that's that's it. The, a lot of stuff. ABC still shows up on Hulu. Still lands on Hulu, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, they don't have their own. It's like uh, Paramount. The CBS has Paramount Plus. Uh, NBC's got Peacock. Fox and ABC all have Hulu. So or Disney. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you can Mouse kind of, House owns them all. Yeah. So yeah, and and again, it's like we got rid of the the we cut the cord, and now we're streaming, and that's. But one we of the just things. keep adding more and more apps and more and more apps, and yeah. before long, you look back and you go, "Well, hell, I'm paying 180 dollars a month <laughs> for all these streaming apps." Well, that's a, that's funny because my wife and I we got rid of Netflix because of that because we started got we got up to fifty dollars a month. It's like, oh my gosh, we're paying fifty dollars a month. Well, this is horrible. So we canceled Netflix for a while, and then I'm like, I need to get Netflix again. Well, and Netflix, <laughs> and and again, you know, again, I've become. I become a spoiled snob because I will pay for the commercial free tier yeah. of all of the apps. Yeah, it's another five dollars a month, but <laughs> you don't have to sit through commercials. I don't have to sit through commercials. Well, actually, it's funny. My nephew, we got we have the commercial version of HBO Max, and uh, uh, my nephew was over at the house, and we were watching uh, it's a show called Wellington Paranormal. It's out of New Zealand. It's a hilarious comedy about paranormal activity in a police station. It's fun. It's just funny. Anyway, we were watching this, and uh, the, one of the commercials popped up, and he goes, oh, wait, what? Commercials? <laughs> I'm like, Ew, I was like, yeah, those used to be a thing. And and I said, it also saves me money. <laughs> I can have HBO Max without paying an outrageous fee. So. Well, and I know you've talked before that uh, it also gives you uh, the opportunity to do what we all used to yeah, do. <laughs> you get up and you go to the bathroom, or you run to the refrigerator and grab snacks and a drink. Yep. Exactly. And you don't have to pause it, you know. Although there are times, being an old man, that I'm like, I can't wait for the commercial pause. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, and that's the thing with uh, all the streaming apps. You got all we, now, though, we've got a plethora of great shows. A lot of the streaming apps are doing their original stuff, you know, like Netflix, like Hulu, like uh, Disney. And, yeah. and, all and so far, Last of Us <sighs> seems to be 
the lone video game adaptation that everybody kind of is universally loving. Right? And, and that's you the thing. Know. I never played the game. I saw it played a few times. Never played the game. But I'm, I'm, I'm watching these reviews before uh, it came out, or before I started watching, I should say. After I, I waited a couple episodes drop before I watched it. And people are saying that they're sticking true to the video game. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. How would you do a video game on a, as a show? And they are, and, and everybody's loving it. And it's like, okay, I got to watch it. So I started watching it. I think the second episode had just dropped when I started. And I, I don't, again, don't have the video game to compare it to, but I can just say it's a great kind of a, along the lines of Walking Dead, that kind yeah. of a, a, you know. Well, and I think their, I think their world is an interesting an interesting take on the zombie yeah. apocalypse yeah. is it's all fungus based, which is based more in modern provable science. Yeah. There is actually a fungus that infects ants what and takes over their brain and basically turns them into mindless zombies whose yeah. sole goal is it is, is to spread the fungus. Yep. You know? It just never has gotten humans. Well, now it is. And yeah. I'll tell you what though. I mean, just the writing and, and just, it's just phenomenal. It's really, it makes me want to go back and get the video, excuse me, I got hiccups. Uh, anyway, I want to go back and get the video game now because I want to play it because if that is that good, I want to see how the video, and I love the storytelling well, that's video the games. the thing I've never understood. Now, modern video games, I think it's exponentially easier. Obviously, I grew up with the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> That movie's adaptation. coming out. <laughs> oh, the Bob Hoskins? The Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo <laughs> Uh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, yes. <laughs> Dennis Hopper is Bowser. Yeah. I grew up with that video game Ooh. adaptation. Now, granted, the the mythology of something like Mario Brothers was not nearly Man. as fleshed out and real as, you know, something like The Last of Us. So yeah. I think it becomes easier to do video game movies based on these video game properties that are very narrative and story driven. Well, and the one thing about it is, is really nice because Naughty Dog is the company that made the video games. They also did Uncharted and another a favorite of mine called Jack and Daxter. It's a very fun game. Uh, but uh, Uncharted came out a couple of years. Now, Uncharted, they didn't follow the video game. They just followed the ideas behind the right. video game. And so there was, well, it this one's the retelling a, the video game. It served uh, Uncharted served as almost a um, prequel sort of, yeah. of sorts yeah, to sort of. kind of the video game. Although Uncharted three or four went back to the past of uh, Nathan Drake, but not, it's not in the part that was in that movie. Yeah. And so I think if they could treat it now, I mean, Naughty Dog, basically all their properties are storytelling video games. And again, Jack and Daxter, it's a juvenile game. It's a very fun game. Right. But if you play Uncharted and Jack and Daxter, you're going to see the same uh, yeah, the same level design. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everything. So I'm, I'm hoping that maybe that gives somebody some, uh, say, hey, let's look at Naughty Dog because I've always liked their games. Let's let's go to them and just make a whole bunch more movies or series. So well, that's uh, the one I'm hoping for. The video game to movie adaptation that I want to see is Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never stop talking about that game. I never because <laughs> I still occasionally pick it up and play it. Yeah, you know I'm I've played it through enough times that I will play the story mode up to a point and then I know shit goes sideways. <laughs> <laughs> so I stop playing the story mode and then. Just start wandering around the world doing yeah. the other stuff that you can do. That, but that, yeah, I, I would very much like to see the the Red Dead games turned into. Didn't movies. they do one for Assassin's Creed, or yes. were they talking? Or did they? No, they did an Assassin's okay. Creed game I that one. or movie. Yeah, I uh, that. Michael Fassbender okay. starred in it. 
I'm going to have to look that. Oh, no, I did see it when it came out. That's right. And it, I mean, again, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Well, it's like the World of Warcraft, uh, the Warcraft yeah. movie. I watched it and it wasn't horrible, but I didn't, I didn't ever, yeah. I've never played World of Warcraft. Right. So I had no, I had no, no basis of reference. Right. I just knew it was orcs and it was set in this world. And, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll well, go for it. Well, with, uh, uh, I think with all these now, I think, uh, because most of them are just showing telling stories from that world. Last of Us is, from my to my knowledge, the first one that's actually saying, "Hey, this is where the game starts. This is what each boss fight is. This well, is what each episode is." And to be honest, why the hell wouldn't you do it that right? way? Yeah. If the game is that beloved, and it's already just make the freaking <laughs> game live action. Exactly. That's we all want to see it. Yeah, and that's you what know. Last of Us is doing well. Now I know that they, you know, they've tweaked they've tweaked some of the like the timeline yeah, of when yeah. things happen. They they shifted it slightly. Some characters slightly. Simply because the game itself was released a friggin' decade ago yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so they were doing a series and they shift the timeline a little bit. To, yeah. And, and that's one thing. It's, it's it, it, again, it, it fits. They made it work. Yeah. And, and again, the story's already told. You just got to make it fit in what you're doing. And that's, and they've shown how easy it is. And, I don't know. I saw episode six. I'm not going to talk about it because uh, people are still, there's spoilers on this one. And I really don't, I want people to watch this because right. it's really good. But episode six Although ended. anybody who's probably played the game goes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah. Episode six. I'm like, oh, is that the final episode? No. And I know they can't be, but I don't know. I'll yeah. have to tune in next Sunday and yeah. find out. And that's where, and that's what's great about the series is that, you have to tune in because right. you're like, oh my god, they did that great! Like the whole backstory about the two guys that uh, that uh, uh, had the fortress basically, and they right. went to go get some guns along the way. In the story, it's a little bit different, but here that you actually got to in the in the movie or the series, you actually got the backstory of those guys. Right. You didn't just oh, it's these guys. This is what they did. We have now we right. can take it, their it's guns. It's less of a you know in the video game that serves as a bit of a. Uh, cut scene and loot drop. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> is, is all it is. And but in here, you got to know those guys. You actually get to flesh that out a bit. And and in and in today's culture, it's so amazing that the gamers were all like, "Oh, they did that great." Yeah. And 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 you know, in in today's culture, a lot of things like, "Oh my gosh, they're just trying to be woke." No, that was in the game. That before. was in the game. It's how it was. It's, yeah. It's, calm down. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. So, but uh, they're doing it right. And again, I, I saw episode six, and I was like crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, you can't end it this way. And so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we did manage to gab for about a half an hour. I figured we would. And, and <laughs> you know, that's not counting the other 45 minutes we did before you said, well, get over here and get in front of a mic. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we'll do is from now on, I'm just going to make you get in front of the mic. Right. Thing. Well, all right. Let's just talk. Let's talk normally, but we've got with the extra, microphone in front of us. We've got an extra 30 minutes. Let's just start <laughs> gabbing. But yeah, so uh, this Saturday, we're going to be performing and recording these shows. They'll be on an upcoming podcast. You'll be able to hear uh, The Voice of Death and Brave New World radio adaptations. And uh, let me know what you think about those. Uh, When they come up, I want to hear some response. And and I will say that the, you know, obviously the Brave New World is, uh, it is a radio adaptation of the book. Uh Um, Obviously, we're not able to do the book verbatim (laughs) because we don't have that kind of time. We're trying to keep this within a 30 or 45 minute show for for that part. So, yeah, there are some 
hearts that have been removed, you know, yeah, it's like they, when they used to show Hollywood movies on cable T or on network TV, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, always... this has been edited for time constraints <laughs> yep. or whatever. So same with brave new world, but you'll certainly get the, the overarching theme. We hit all of the important I points, think so. you know, and, and so, yeah. So they're great scripts that we found and uh, we're going to be working with them. You guys will get those as a treat. And I want to definitely hear some feedback on these because it, we're going to keep doing them for the rest of the year. Right. And uh, they're all going to end up on the podcast somehow, some way or another. And we may even have to branch out and do a separate podcast just for those. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, uh, get, a, get a smaller cast and just get them here in the studio. And we could do one specifically for the podcast. By the way, I found another Archie. Sweet. And uh, we're going to do another Archie show. Yeah, nice. the Archie from the comics. Yes, you know him. Yes, uh, the well, Archie from Riverdale. Not that Riverdale. No, but... not Riverdale, Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> not the dumb one. <laughs> but with Pop's Diner. And anyway, uh, but yeah, so uh, again, please help support the podcast. Don't forget, we got our uh, t-shirts you can purchase from uh, cafepress.com slash nerduppodcast. Or uh, just go to our uh, nerduppodcast.com and there's all sorts of places to link that you can uh, help support us in some way or another. Or even make a donation. And the donation also... Uh, if it and what we're I'm going to plan on doing is the donations we receive for the uh, the the radio broadcast shows. I'm gonna half of those proceeds will go to the Palestine Preservation Project Society because that's that we're splitting the ticket prices right. with them, and we're also going to split uh, the I'll, I'll split the uh, broadcast. So if you want to make Very a donation, cool. make sure you make a note of that. So all right, that's going to end it. Yeah. Next time we talk, I will have watched Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Ooh, lucky. Headed to Eagle Theater this afternoon to uh, watch that. Uh-huh. I I got a lot of crap from you because I at first said I was going to go watch that this evening, and you went this evening. <laughs> well, I'm going at four ten. Yeah, early afternoon. Early afternoon. But when you've been up since three a.m., yeah, well, the four ten is my evening. <laughs> you know. All right. I go to bed at seven thirty or eight. <laughs> Denny's is having a, a, a lunch special. Or Look, a my wife and I have been <laughs> sitting in restaurants before where we beat the early birds. Oh, really? Yeah. So the great the blue hairs come in after you guys are done eating. Yeah, yeah. The blue hairs come in. Yeah, Lisa, my wife and I have certainly been in restaurants where we were the youngest people dining at that time, shy of whatever grandkid was right, with right. the blue hair. Well, I'll tell you what, that's one thing, though, with a, a radio, a morning radio guy, your hours are just totally screwed up, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, at, at first it felt weird, but now, that's on the like, other hand, you know, I, I also get to leave for the day here in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, <laughs> you have to stick around here for another eight hours. Oh, man, don't remind me. <laughs> well, I guess I better, uh, that'll give me something to do. I can put a podcast up. There today. you go, you can put a podcast together. <laughs> All right. Well, that ends the podcast. Thanks again. Please support us in any way you can and be ready for some really cool entertainment coming up. Uh, well, like we say at the end of every episode, stay, stay nerdy. nerdy.